Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today we're doing a coffee brew, which is usually all things life experience, or if you guys send in requests or potential future interviews, things like that. Today we're going to be talking about a really fun subject. I love whenever we talk about just relationships and boys and all of that good stuff. We're going to talk about why we tend to be drawn towards the bad boy or the bad girl type. And just, yeah, I did a little research on this. I'm also going to infuse it with life experience. You guys know the drill at this point, but before we jump in, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote. This one comes in from Ninia Campbell, and it says, young girls chased after bad boys for the same reason that riders broke wild horses. They wanted the rush of taming something, of bringing that raw energy to heal. what's up and welcome back to another coffee talk podcast episode today we're doing a coffee brew which means anything realistically that involves life experience my own personal opinion just like a story time or eventually I want to start bringing more interviews onto the coffee talk podcast I've done a few but I, I, I get a little nervous I don't know why it's definitely a goal of mine uh, and I just need to build up some confidence and start booking some people in because I definitely have people that I want to bring onto the the podcast. It's just a matter of putting on my big girl pants and doing it and facing my social anxiety. Today in particular, I want to talk about why we tend to like the bad boys or the bad people for us. And I feel like this is a really interesting topic because I've experienced this in my own life. I'm going to sprinkle my own little personal experiences throughout today's video while we talk about this, but it's an interesting thought. Have you ever wanted something that's bad for you or wanted something that doesn't really make you feel that good? It could be a relationship or a person, but that can also go hand in hand with a lot of different, I guess you might say things that we lust for or things that we tend to kind of abuse and use in our lives in order to give us this weird feeling that we chase, even though it doesn't really feel good. It's like an addiction in a way, or 
It's like a, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, it's, it makes it seem like it's uncontrollable and like it's not our choice. Whether you think that you're in love with somebody that kind of treats you like crap. I'm going to say bad boy a lot in today's video, but I mean, you could call that still same bad girl, bad person, you know, bad babe, whatever you want to call it. But it's basically just anybody that doesn't treat you with the respect that you want. Anyone that kind of plays you hard to get. And I, I'm interested to know why we as humans tend to do this. Why is this a pattern? So whether it's a friend or a family member or perhaps ourselves, I think we can all think of at least one person that we know that has gone through this experience of basically ignoring all of the red flags that are just popping up left, right, center, and continuing to basically give time and energy and thought and just so much, just so much a way to try and obtain this person that isn't good for them, that is unhealthy for them, that is in a lot of ways doesn't deserve their time and their energy. And especially if you know somebody that's gone through this, you know what it feels like to like just witness your friend and just being like, no, like you deserve so much more. But yet at the same time, when the shoe is on the other foot, when it's us that's going through that, we so easily fall for the same types of just not so great people or not such great compatibility because I also think that there are two different types. Actually, there's probably many different types of bad boys, but I would say that there's two types and one type is literally they're intentionally kind of bad, like they're intentionally not very nice people, even just more generally. And then I think that there's the other type of bad boy where it's like they don't even necessarily mean to be bad, but they just kind of exhibit a lot of douchey behavior and they're generally good people, but they're just not compatible with you, but you just ignore it. This bad boy has different values, has different priorities, and you're just not one of them even though you think it's uncontrollable that he's become one of yours. Whereas this bad boy is just that romanticized version of basically what, you know, what it's like to have a fun and exhilarating relationship. I generally mean someone who just doesn't take courtesy to think of your heart within their actions and the things they do and say for you that aren't consistent, that don't really respect you, that don't value you as a person, at least at the same amount that you value them. And that's why I say that there's many different types of bad boys because there's a wide range. Like there can be guys that are actually really close to being good guys, but they just have that one to 5% of bad guy behavior that is pretty much just a status quo thing maybe, perhaps just wanting the upper hand, wanting to feel in control. Um, you guys probably know what I mean when I'm saying the bad boys. You probably have a bad boy in your mind right now, or if not, maybe you're thinking of Damon Salvatore. So I was really curious to find out, like, why is it do we find this type of person, this type of relationship or bonding in our life to be so appealing when clearly it's not? What is it about certain people that can allow us to lose all of our sense of rational thought? Any memory of what we learned from past experience or self-worth just go right out the window, literally just in the lure of their hard to get persona and the feeling or the high that we call it from just constantly 
I guess, being in a state of questioning. At the same time, I want to make a quick disclaimer that I am not saying bad boy, bad girl, or bad babe. Maybe I should just say bad babe for the rest of this video so that you can literally think of anybody you would like to. I am not talking about people who are abusive and specific, even going as far as saying emotionally abusive. We're talking about some things that kind of border the line of, you know, I guess like acceptable, respectable behavior, but we're definitely not talking about abuse today. So we do need to make that disclaimer. That is not the same thing. That is a whole other just can of worms to open up. So I don't, again, because I'm making jokes and stuff today, I just don't want it to make it seem like I'm making light of that. That is definitely not the case. I'm literally just talking about the, you know, all I think about in my mind, it's like my favorite kind of characters in shows and in movies. So I'll describe what I mean. I mean, exactly the Damon Salvatore type, the broody and kind of mysterious and, you know, is aloof and is in your life very consistently and stably and then suddenly just disappears and is gone and is bold and confident and just kind of knows how to eye you and just like you can have conversations with your eyes and you can just you don't even need verbiage but then when the verbiage comes in they're smooth and you're just like damn but realistically you're also like damn Ow. Anyways, that's just me describing my bad boy type. I also, this is just a fantasy dude that we're talking about right now, but if you really wanted to dress him up fully, you would give him an accent, you'd give him a faux leather jacket because he'd be plant-based, or at least an open-minded vegan, and tattoos. Covered. Just cover him. That would demolish my heart. I know, I know if a man like that walked in to my life, I would inevitably chase him probably the rest of my youth. You know, it's just, it's, it's a thing. And I guess my question is then like, what drives that feeling? Is it biological? Is it emotional? Is it, you know, and we're going to unpack all of that today. So first things first, I did do some research for today's coffee talk as per usual, especially when I come up with, I'm usually kind of just, you know, in the shower or like getting ready or I'm driving or I'm walking down the street and then ideas of topics of things that I'm either talking about with my own friends or things that I'm researching on my own time and things like that are usually how I'll come up with coffee talk like concepts or chats for us to have, aside from when you guys request them in the Discord chat. So I was thinking about this in general because I was talking about this with a friend lately about just um, just in general, like the bad boys that we, the bad boy influences that we've had in our lives and how it was like the hardest ones to cut loose, even though the love wasn't the deepest and just why that was. And like, we were kind of picking it apart on, is it biological, all of this stuff. So I did some research for today so that I could answer not only the questions we had that day, but just so I could turn it into a video. So I'm going to read this right off my phone verbatim so I don't mess this up. But Michael R. Cunningham, which is a a guy that's got his PhD in psychology, described the bad boy as men who tend to ooze testosterone, which leads to boldness and is associated with exaggerated sexuality. Now, I kind of want to tweak this a little bit because I feel like, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you can still have that kind of bad boy behavior, that like bad babe, like we said, we're going to call it bad babe. You can still have that bad babe behavior. I am going to talk a little bit about the biological side of it in terms of kind of gender roles, but there is, I think, a lot of an emotional depth and, and just 
you know, there's oceans and currents there that we could definitely take a dive through. But first and foremost, it's actually, yes, it is in a way biological. So whether you're into men or women, it's basically the idea that we tend to be attracted to people that exude confidence. And most of the people that exude confidence are often people, not all of the time, but are often the people that are kind of caught up in the ego and more caught up in the ego than the average person because everybody has an ego. But it's like there's that state or that ability to kind of be bold, to be very charismatic, to be very kind of just like open or like a leader in a sense. And while hopefully those characteristics come from a good grounded place of deep knowing, a lot of the time it actually just comes from like, you know, bravado, like just like the puffing of the chest, the trying, like the hierarchy within, you know, just like people trying to, well, I guess I'm talking about men again and more so the testosterone side of things, but I guess in general, it just, it's like a false confidence, you know, a lot of the times, not all of the time, but some of the times. These tend to also be the types of people that would make you feel like they're going to be good either way with or with out you in their life. Like if they lost you, it wouldn't really be that big of a deal to this person. And on top of that, usually kind of leaves you questioning where you even stand with these people, which then feeds into the drama of your heart that just kind of keeps this very tangled web and keeps you kind of coming back for more because it's a question unanswered. And we don't like, our brain doesn't like open tabs. We're trying to figure out, do we favorite this tab or do we close this tab? So in that exact same article that I was reading, it also said that biologically women tend to go for this type in particular because of that exuding of testosterone, literally for their sperm. Um, it's a very unconscious, kind of more, you know, biological urge because of the fact that they just, I'm getting like into like human nature and things like that right now, but which I wasn't planning on it. But it's basically the fact that like when they're, when they're exuding this sense of confidence, of masculine energy, especially feminine energy is going to feel super drawn to that, especially the more types of feminine, the deeper types of feminine that are, are quite soft, um, will tend to just gravitate towards that because it's the polar opposite. It's that opposites attract feeling, right? So this type of affection really it's it's more unconscious and it's more evolutionary than it really is as much about your actual feelings towards this person which could explain why if you've ever had a bad babe or a bad boy in your life and you just couldn't understand why like your mind kept saying no but your body kept saying yes it literally was just your body just saying yes <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. While I agree with, you know, the facts that were basically presented in said article, I, when I was thinking about this and when I really just, when I started just typing out my notes and how I felt and, and basically writing out today's topic, I couldn't help but feel like when you take the gender roles out of it, I think it also boils down to psychologically, we enjoy the challenge. Emotionally, we enjoy the challenge. It gives us a thrill, especially if you're someone that likes to earn things in life. Like if you like to kind of work with things, if you don't step back from a challenge, then you're going to feel more naturally drawn to this type. Now, again, I want to make the disclaimer that this is not just a one person type. Like you can definitely find good people for you good partners for yourself that will challenge you, but will challenge you in a healthier way. But it's just again to explain why we tend to get really hooked into these types of more toxic relationships or people that are just toxic for us. When you create that like risk and reward feeling, it's a little bit of a high. It's like playing a game of chance, right? And then not only that, the stakes are your self-validation. The stakes are how good you feel about yourself because it starts to become like if you can win the prize, then you get to feel like a winner. But if you can't win the prize, if you can't get the bad person that you want and you can't, you can't basically like, you know, pitch your stakes and be like, this is mine or change them or get them to like, you know, be better and like be a good guy or be a good girl, then it's basically because you couldn't play the game like you couldn't keep up like you couldn't you couldn't win so thus you feel like a loser and we like we like to be kept on our toes you know we like to play the game until we're losing the game it basically leads to a sense of self-validation that comes from obtaining the prize and unfortunately it can become common for us to enjoy the feeling of going back and forth with somebody over the feeling of actually accepting true, open, authentic, and vulnerable love. And again, I feel like, yo, that makes sense. You know, deep, authentic love, deep love that is as far as going to showing each other your flaws, being open, being able to connect, being able to bond over not only the good times, but also the hard times, being able to show somebody the sides of yourself that you might be afraid to show people. That kind of love is terrible 
terrifying, right? Like that has so much more risk, or at least it feels that way than just the risk and reward of playing this back and forth game with somebody that isn't able to meet us on that deep level. That feels better with less actual risk than the work it takes to actually put forth or create a relationship that has a good foundation, that has grown together, that has learned each other and built together. If you go for the, the love that is open and available to you and it doesn't necessarily feed your ego in any kind of way, but it actually fills your heart and your soul when you go for that kind of love, there's that fear of complacency. And again, I think that comes from not only just the age of social media where everybody's trying to live like the highest thrive of their lives, so it becomes, again, you want to play that like hierarchical game, especially if you like bad boys that are status, like if it's like a status thing for you or whatever, like it can start to become like, why do you want that person? Is it because you want the lifestyle? Like I'm thinking more in particular about social media. We basically use these, those fast burning relationships, the ones that burn you because it stings because it's too hot, too fast. We use these types of relationships to basically distract us from the real type of love that we should be looking for. And we should be opening ourselves up to, because again, like I said, it's terrifying. The thing is when we start to romanticize and sexualize the people that reject us or are really inconsistent with their love and admiration for us, this tends to provoke our insecurities. And that, I mean, again, it really kind of depends if you've done some like self-work worth or work, sorry, yes, but talking about self-worth. If you've done some self-work and you know that you tend to be the type of person that likes to be given opportunities to prove your worth, then you're going to again be drawn to this type because this type is constantly rejecting you is constantly being inconsistent with how they show up with you or for you. So you start to look at their love and their affection and their attention as a prize for doing good. So it's like, if you want to prove yourself, then you're going to be naturally drawn to these types so that you constantly are met with opportunities to prove yourself. And literally the only thing you're trying to prove is how worthy you are. You're just like, okay, the more attention I get from them, it's because I'm proving myself to be more worthy to this person who clearly doesn't think anybody's worthy because they they make it seem like they don't need anybody. And that's just like, that's the internal dialogue that we start creating or the storyline that we start to create with ourselves again, unconsciously. It's not like we're like actively choosing that. Yes, this person's going to allow me to feel my sense of self-worth. It's hidden underneath all the subtexts and all the tears and all the songs that we're listening to. And you don't realize you're doing it. It comes from that almost like that Hollywood storyline feeling, especially in the true deep lovers. If you're out there and you're just like, you're just, you're a romantic type and you think that your love has the ability or the force or the power to change somebody, to make somebody that is not maybe good and to make them better, you know? Taylor Swift, I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. Exactly. Like, it's like, exactly. And listen, it's all fun and games when you're dating the bad babe and they're giving you all of their attention and affection, but then it sucks your freaking heart and soul the second that they decide to switch up on you. Now, this is, again, if you've done some self-work, you'll take this willingly, but I'm going to give a really cold hard fact and truth. And this is not like my nature. So this is why I'm doing it so awkwardly. But a lot of the times the feelings that we trigger within ourselves, the people that we chase, especially when they are unhealthy relationships. Um, and then the feeling that we get when they reject us, it has 
so much more to do with the same type of rejections and feelings we had as little children than it actually does about the present moment experience. And that's not to dismiss the present moment experience as being unpainful or, or easy to deal with. What it's actually saying though is a lot of the feelings that tend to surface when this person leaves us, when this person, you know, kind of like takes the rug out from you and like does their bad boy thing or bad gal thing or bad babe thing and just like dips on you. And then all of these feelings of insecurities come, come to the surface. A lot of those are actually deep wounds from our childhood. Now I have done coffee talks on how to release deep suppressed emotions, uh, non-attachment, which would be perfect if you're coming to this and you're thinking like somebody in mind and you, you feel very attached to this person's attention and affection and love that definitely go watch the non-attachment because that'll definitely help detach. You can heal this type of relationship. You can work with this feeling or this sense of lust that you have because it does kind of feel uncontrollable if you start doing some inner child work. And I know that that might cause a few eye rolls if you're not into that sort of thing. But even if you're not, honestly, all it's really saying is like when you feel those feelings come to the surface and you are noticing yourself react when the person that you knew like gave you red flags that they were going to behave this way behaves exactly as they displayed they would, those feelings that come up to the surface, it might just be a good idea to sit with them and ask where they first originated or came from and what they're trying to tell you because that's it's just all information. The emotions that we feel are all just information, no matter if it's coming from a bad boy or a movie or anything else. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I think the biggest feeling of all, usually when you have one of these relationships in your life, is that feeling of betrayal. And it's an interesting feeling because especially if you were dealing with a self-acclaimed bad babe, or you knew with all the red flags you ignored that this was to be expected, we still feel just as shocked, betrayed, and heartbroken when people like this don't show up for us. And while all of these insecurities might bubble to the surface, we tend to look instantly at what we have done wrong or how it's possibly our fault. And again, I'ma get really awkward right now because I'm gonna bring another really cold, hard truth to the conversation. It's not fun, it's not easy, but we got to do it. We got to be honest with ourselves. And it is our fault and it isn't our fault. And let me explain before you yell at me. The reason why it isn't your fault is because despite the red flags you saw, it is not your job to do somebody's self-worth or work. Sorry, I keep on mixing those up, but it's kind of funny that I am. Um, it's not your job to 
basically control how people act and the actions they take and the decisions they make. So it isn't your fault when somebody actively treats you like crap. That is 100% their fault. That is something that they should be having that self-work within themselves to be like, why am I the way that I am? Why do I not respect this person? Why do I turn away people who are kind and loving to me? That's their work. But at the same time, like I said, when you see the red flags and you ignore them, we get ourselves into these situations and we don't want to admit it because then we know that we have, if we have the power to enter the chat, we had the power to exit the chat and we still have the power to exit the chat, but we don't want to. So we pretend like we never entered the chat, that the chat just always existed and was written in fate and time. And we're just here having to experience it with our woe is me souls. I don't like giving cold hard truths because it's just not who I am. I like to comfort people. I don't like to, to hit people with the truth when it is maybe not so graceful, but I just feel like in the situations that I've been in, the times that I've experienced this in my life, I should have been given that truth to myself and I wish someone would have just given it to me. So I'm giving it to you guys in case you need it. If you're in this situation, cut it loose now, get out now. And if you've been in this situation and it has been cut loose, don't bullshit me. Go and cut any extra final ties that you've maybe kept for that just-in-case they call or that just-in-case feeling because you know, you know what that really is. You know. We cannot control other people. We cannot make other people want to be better people. Like, we literally can't. The only thing that we can control is ourselves, our actions, and our decisions. And it's up to us Guys, ladies, men, whoever's watching this, um, it is up to you as an individual. You owe yourself the respect. You owe yourself the responsibility to walk away from any situation, whether it's with a person or just anything in general in life that you are being, like you aren't being honored, you aren't being respected, and you aren't being supported. So here's the thing. I'm going to come in now with my Piscean comfort and wrap you up in a cozy little blanket with a very nice statement with um, some not so harsh truths is the fact that, listen, you probably don't actually like bad boys. Just like I probably don't actually like my dream fantasy bad boy that I just talked to you about at the beginning of this chat. You know, my patch from Hush Hush, my Damon Salvatore. Realistically, I know I'm a Stefan gal. In real life, I wouldn't do well with Damon. I would definitely do well with Stefan. Stefan. But we all like that little fantasy. We like to play it out, you know, but what we really actually like is just confidence. And okay, I know that this is going to be really lame, but I'm going to continue to use that metaphor of Stefan and Damon just because it works so perfectly with this. So if you guys are fellow Vampire Diaries watchers, please let me know. When quarantine started, that show was it saved me. And I'm doing this because I feel like we need to give some genuine love to the Stefan Salvatores out there because that is the exact difference I'm talking about when it comes to understanding that, okay, if this is a constant pattern in my life, I'm clearly attracted to something. If that something was confidence, you take Stefan Salvatore and Damon Salvatore and you've got two very different types of confidence, but confidence nonetheless. Honorable confidence, more humble confidence, more the confidence that comes from, I mean, I'm not gonna tell you what type you have, everybody's got different types, but for me, it's like you want the guy that actually treats you right, that actually sees you, that hears you, that listens to you, that remembers things about you, and 
like wants to just spend time with you and you want the Stefan Salvatore, you know? You just, you want a person who knows what they want and you know that you want that person to want you. So you can find people out there that have that kind of the lure of that bad boy or bad girl mentality without all the drama, without all the disrespect. It's interesting if you actually sit down and ask yourself like what it was about the bad babe in particular or any bad babe in particular, if it's your type, what it is exactly that you like because it's important information. It is still valuable information. It, whether it was that you liked the playful banter, whether it was that you liked the little bit of a challenge, whether you liked that they were confident, that they were bold, that they wanted to woo you, whether they were fearless in the pursuit, pursuit of what they found interesting or their dreams, whether it was that they were spontaneous, whether it was, you know, that they could just, you could have a full on conversation just with your eyes. It's important to list off the things you did like because whether or not this person was meant for you, which I'm gonna assume if they didn't treat you well, they were not meant for you. They still showed you things that you are interested in, things that you like, you know, things that you might find really attractive. So for instance, I used to go around saying for the longest time that I didn't have a type and trust me, I don't, but I'm learning more and more specifically like, not this year, but you know what I mean? Like the more I learn about myself, the more deep work I've done this year, the more I've realized that I always kind of felt like ashamed to admit the things that I was more physically attracted to because I thought that that would make me shallow, but it actually doesn't. I do want to have a conversation soon. You know, the more that we break these like more taboo topics and the more I break the ice with myself, just kind of being comfortable, just blurting out my meanest on camera. Um, I do want to have a coffee chat or a coffee talk soon about the shame that comes around like sex and female pleasure. And I know that that's like even weird for me to just say it on camera, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to keep breaking that ice so it gets more comfortable. But I guess it's just important to say that like it is good information to know the types of guys that maybe weren't great for you or the types of people that maybe weren't great for you, what it was that made you keep going back because we don't do anything without some sort of benefit. So aside from all the deep psychological, like you trying to, to prove your self-worth and things like that, like what was it actually about them that made you just melt like butter? And you can write those things down for when you're manifesting your next man's or your next woman's, okay? So you can manifest all of those things you liked plus somebody who is respectful, who is loving, who is vulnerable, who is supportive, and who is kind to you. Also an interesting thought to explore as well because I know this isn't the case with all people or all situationships that are about bad boys or bad girls, but there's also that question that you kind of have to pitch to yourself as well is if you find yourself keep going back to this type of person and this type of relationship in your life, do is it the need? Is it the, the feeling of being needed? Is it the feeling of being almost like a safe space for somebody who is a little more chaotic in their decision-making and in their ability to kind of commit? So is it that? Because that's also an interesting conversation to have with yourself, because if it is, again, that's not even just so much about the attraction, that's more about a role that you're playing. And when you're playing specific roles with certain people, you can 
toss in and out the romantic side of it, but it really kind of just boils down to what's going on internally that makes you feel like you want to show up in this role. And again, this is why I'm saying a lot of this goes all the way back to when we were children, the things that affected us then, the insecurities we had then. And then when you get older and you mature and you start throwing things like love into the mix and you start throwing things like sex into the mix and you start throwing things like attraction and all of that into the mix, it can sometimes get complicated when we don't realize when we're actually going for what we truly want versus when we're going kind of for almost like when our shadows, our inner shadow work wants us to go for the love that sucks us dry like a vampire when our hearts actually truly want and our minds and our bodies and our souls actually truly want to go for the love that feels like the sun. Not to mention you can also feel needed by a good person without that sense of manipulation. You know, you can take that ingredient out of the mix. So no matter what it is that you felt fulfilled by within this bad babe. Um, you can find that without all the toxic ingredients. You just have to choose that you're worthy enough to do it. You just have to agree that you're worthy enough to do it, not choose it because you are worthy enough for that. Yeah. I think that there's this kind of moral concept or more problem that sometimes comes from thinking like your type has to only be personality type. At least that's something I once experienced or have dealt with, which was just thinking that like, you know, Oh, it doesn't matter at all. Like it's just, as long as they have the certain personality type, then whatever. But I think it's empowering to own our sexuality. And I think that that is such an important component to actually finding a life partner, to actually finding like a pair bond for the rest of your life. And so you have to take sexuality into the mix when you're talking about romantic relationships. So it is important to know like what influences your sexuality, what gets you kind of riled up and what totally doesn't. And that's an important thing for you to know with yourself. And that's why it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about in a group setting, because it is something that is so personal within you and yourself and me and my but I guess it's just like, as women, we do need to, to talk about this more to kind of normalize this because it is a huge part of relationships and it isn't something to feel morally wrong about at all. You can have great guys with the best personalities, but if you do not feel sexually attracted to them, you're not going to have good sex and you need to be having good sex for your life. You know, you're a human. Human beings need to be having good sex. That's what our bodies were made for, you know? Well, maybe not what they were made for, but it's built in. It's part of our hardwiring. Listen, you deserve to be with somebody who values your time and your energy in the same capacity that you did for Chad. Okay. You deserve somebody to know that your energy, that your essence is sacred. When you continue to chase people that make you feel like you are difficult to love, you are trying to instill that truth within yourself. What you really need to do is just go inward, talk with your inner child, give the inner child you some nurturing because that is the version of you that is actually calling out, that is actually crying out for your attention. It is important to experience all different types of connections and relationships in life. At least that's my opinion. I think that even the bad boys and the bad girls, even the stale relationships we kind of have, even the people that it seemed really good, but then it kind of wasn't like all of these like awkward situationships and relationships. That's a lot of ships in one sentence. Um, it's important 
to go through these experiences because we learn so much. We get so much information reflected back to us. So I wouldn't say I, re I regret any of my bad boys and there weren't a whole lot of them if I'm being honest. But I also, now that I'm older, at least my opinion on the matter is that, you know, if you're gonna be with somebody who's going to reflect your wounds back at you, then at least make them somebody who's willing to help heal them with you and vice versa, because that is exactly what relationships do, whether they are romantic relationships or deep friendships or family members, those really deep vulnerable, like when you're getting really open and, and down to like the more private parts of life with somebody, uh, you're ultimately showing them where how to hit you where it hurts. You're showing them exactly where your Achilles heel is and they're showing you where it is too because you might not have known. But when you do that, hopefully you should eventually land with somebody who when they see it, they don't, you know, add salt to the wound. They instead they want to help nurse you because they care about you and they love you and then you're seeing their Achilles heels or their wounds and you want to do the same and you're just sitting there this is gonna get really gross looking each other's wounds trying to heal each other and that's what you want that's what we all want to end up landing with and sometimes it does take a couple chads and brads in between to be like figuring it out you know but once you've had it figured out if you've listened to this whole chat today and you still feel like you don't have it figured out then there's a part of you that's hooked and you just don't want to be honest about it and I'm not here to judge you but I just think you deserve better. You don't want to be with somebody that treats you like an afterthought or that avoids true and real intimacy with you rather than just physical intimacy with you. And listen, I know that I've been, I've been talking to you guys like we're best friends today. I've been letting my personality come through a little bit more today. I've been having a bit more fun with today's chat because, you know, we're just talking about boys. We're having boy talks. But real talk, like if you're actually stuck in a situationship like this right now, Honestly, the best thing you can do is to cut ties and to do some self-work and I was almost gonna say worth again, but yes, to work on your self-worth and to heal your inner child. I know that sounds lame, but damn girl, it's fun. It's actually fun, okay? And it's, you get to just do all this self-work and this self-acceptance and this deep inner empowerment. And when you do, I'm telling you, when you do this, doors just fly open, energy just starts coming at you, and you're also just beaming it back out towards the world. It will change you. It'll change your energetic makeup, and it'll also change the types of experiences and the people and the relationships and the connections and opportunities and all of the things that you attract into your life. Again, this is my personal opinion, but honestly, you're going to get two relationships out of that because eventually you will find the right person that you can lick each other's wounds and like cats or dogs. This is, I don't know, it's weird, but I keep saying it. And bigger than that, you're gonna get the relationship with yourself. You're going to marry yourself. There's a TED Talks I want you to go watch. I'm giving you homework today. Uh, go watch the TED Talks. I don't know who's, who it was, but I watched it a few months ago. Uh, I'm gonna link it in the show notes, but it's basically like about marrying yourself. The, oh, it's the type of person you should marry. And it actually ends up being a girl talking about how she married herself. And that concept throughout 2020, just like doing so many things, like going to Bali, kind of scary to do on your own, or at least I felt that way a little bit. And the whole time it was like, I was my own spouse. Like I was sitting beside myself in the plane. When you actually, you're gonna marry yourself and then you're gonna find the person that you might marry or not marry if you don't wanna do the societal standard things. Um, 
So yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Let me know if you did. If you want to do any future coffee talks in any of the brews, feel free to go to the Discord and let me know. Um, and if you guys have anyone you would love to hear on the podcast, also let me know that as well because like I said, I need to put on my big girl pants and just start booking some interviews and break the ice there too. We're breaking lots of ices in 2020, which is fine because 2020 has been mighty icy. But uh, yeah, I just want to get more confident on interviewing people and talking to people. So the only way I'm going to do that and break through my social anxiety is if you guys challenge me to. So tell me who you want to see on the podcast. And aside from that, I love you guys to Proxima being back and I'll talk to all of you guys in the next caffeinated chat. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.